0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane with Triple T Transport. I'm your host, John Mailey. Today, we got Joe Lombardo again. Joe, always a pleasure. Good to see you. Weather's starting to change. Falls on the horizon for all of us. Talking about bidding today. Love to have your wisdom.
1: Bidding, bidding, that's a four-letter word, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, what we're starting to see, I think, is uh, the the bid season kick off here for uh, the fourth quarter. I think there's been a lot of scuttlebutt and a lot of the magazines, etc. have said fourth quarter is going to be a good time to bid for shippers. Right. Um, as of yet, still pretty volatile, um, down volume in our in our uh, spec our segment of the market. Um. Down in volume, some, but still volatile and not um, not consistent, not stable.
1: What are you seeing? I know I know you don't play a lot in the spot market, but what are you hearing or seeing about the spot market right now?
0: Good question. Spot market I think is down, but we're also seeing I think rates in the spot market and volume overall in the spot market are down, but we're also seeing a lot of the shippers playing in the spot market. Where they have maybe had contracts broken with carriers, okay. or fallout, previous fallout, where they're they're hanging in the spot market, maybe taking some unsustainable pricing uh, to try and recover from some of the losses and the the
1: costs that they paid out previously. Yeah,
0: does that sh- surprise you?
1: No, 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 it doesn't. Nothing surprises me with shippers now,
0: or carriers. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes two. Yeah. So, um, what i what I was gonna say is uh, that's a good good question. I think the spot market pricing in a lot of lanes right now is hitting that unsustainable point. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, I think the the big wake up calls really in coming for for many in our industry the expense of maintaining operating and replacing equipment is going up. Yeah. So tires are up, we've got uh, fleets saying that uh, their tire providers are hitting them with increases of uh, uh, double digit, 15% after they've, they've been hit previously. Depending on where they were getting their pricing or how good a deal they were getting, uh, there's, there's more increases coming when there were increases in the second quarter still. Uh, the big question is, what do you think about the timing of third, fourth quarter bidding?
1: Uh, I in my in my shipping career when I was responsible for it, we never ran a bid in the fourth quarter or the third quarter. We always we always did the first and second quarters. But again, we had, you know, Nestle had a very seasonal business and that's when we had to put all hands on deck for shipping and making sure we had capacity and putting out fires and all that good stuff. So we, we never tried to do any kind of bidding in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, things have changed. So, you know, maybe now with all these these automated systems that they're using for bidding, may, you know, maybe you can get away with it now in the fourth quarter. I don't know. It's still you still got to do all, you know, your four or five steps to do a bid. You got to prepare. You got to, you know, choose your partners, the analytics, all that stuff. So I,
0: I think it tells, you know, it, more often than not, that's not maybe the 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 best picture. From a timing perspective, um, what I I think w- what the goal is is you know to drive out some cost. I think that uh, I think that's number one in the network. Uh, after the past eighteen months to two years, uh, yeah. you know I think that the goal would be to to drive some cost savings. I know some of the uh, some of the industry professionals are saying uh, expect a six percent decline. Um, on refrigerated freight for 2023 uh, from a cost perspective. Um, And then, you know, uh, twice that in the spot market almost. So 10 to 12% in the spot market. But um, I don't necessarily know that that's... I don't know that those numbers are going to end up being there, but I I think it's based off of... It depends on what you're basing it off of. Because first quarter of of 22 was probably the the most expensive quarter we've ever seen and it was more expensive than fourth quarter of um, 2021 so
1: it's it's definitely turbulent Um, yeah but for them to predict those types of decreases they got to really I mean their model must say it's going to really slow business is going to slow down and we're going to be in a recession you know sometime in the late first quarter second quarter i mean it's really going to slow down i mean I, I, I can't see any other way you would you would project those types of decreases
0: yeah um well i think what they're saying um they're even projecting diesel out for 2023 uh starting at the $5 range and ending in the 440s okay you know yeah uh, roll the dice yeah the to toss um i don't know that you can budget necessarily there but I'd like to think that there is going to be some stability coming in the future because I haven't seen enough of it yet. Yeah. We don't live by our spot market. You right. know, we we are not a a big spot market player. Yeah, we can help when you need it, etc., but that's not our model. I think that the majority of the shippers that are playing in that market now might be missing some opportunities to align themselves with the provider they want.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure, you know, all these shippers, are getting all kinds of pressure from their finance and from the C-level executives. You know, supply chain costs you know, skyrocketed the last two years, and I'm sure everybody's beating everybody up, trying to get say, we need to get some of this money back.
0: Well, um, I think the majority of, of our big shippers are going to stick to the 90-day uh, and six-month pricing. I think that you know that I think that's really where we're at I think we can go out six months but I I don't think we're to where the majority of our big shippers are are mentioned we don't we only have one that goes out that requests a year yet okay and I don't know you know how do you how do you project 12 months out when you don't have stability
1: yeah no I, I would agree
0: so um what's your what's your thought um Think well, it's I mean a, you
1: got there's a lot of a lot of external factors going on too you've got these ILA on the west Coast the uh, the Longshoreman Union they're not anywhere close to a, an agreement with uh, with the Pacific Maritime Association I mean that's you know that, that, that contract's been over since June 30th and they have they, they've made very little progress so if you start seeing slowdowns and stuff there that could get really ugly. And I, t- I have talked about this before. Would be what's going on in California with that AB five. Yeah. What 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 is that going to do to the uh, that whole owner operator model? I mean that, that's so you got these unknowns out there that could impact capacity and pricing. So I don't you
0: know, think there is an owner operator model in California. Yeah.
1: That. Right. Well. Yeah.
0: I mean, realistically, if you if you can't be an owner operator, independent contractor. Yeah. You're an employee. Right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: seventy thousand owner operators in California are operating today as independent contractors. Okay, at some point in time here, they're going to figure it out. They're either going to come up with the money for their authority. Right. The big the big issue then is insurance for right. them as an individual. So that's going to hurt. They're going to lose the tax game they've been playing as an independent contractor, because they're going to be an employee if they yeah. if they stay in it. Right. Um, so they go get their authority, and the carrier that was leasing them, you know, that they were leased onto, right? If we just micro with this for a second, they're going to go get broker authority, and they're going to broker it to them. Yeah. So that they are, that, that you know, that way they can get around it. Or they leave California. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think that's that's the last of it. I don't think the Supreme Court
1: um, is going to solve it. No, they turned it down. I mean, they threw it back to the state to the right. state court. So, I mean, the federal the, the federal court in California. So, no, no relief is coming from the Supreme Court.
0: No. So it's going to happen. The question is, what's the fallout going to be? Yeah. So, uh, without a clear picture of that. Uh, it's difficult, still got fuel at 130, 40% more than it was a year ago. Yeah. Uh, fuel just spiked up so uh, in the past few weeks. So we're starting to try to understand um, with the equipment costs, equipment availability being non-existent, right? If you order one today, you're talking about eight to nine months, mm-hmm. maybe before you get a, tra- a trailer. Yeah. Even worse on tractors. So, in you know the the cost scenario is up, tires are up, equipment's up, drivers' wages are up, fuels up. I I don't know. I really don't know what the future is going to bring, but if they're if the little guys are done doing business in California, with AB five, that's going to make a, a huge impact. I mean, look at the ELD mandate, CSA twenty ten. Yeah right there was the discussion and it finally got implemented in July of 2017
1: yeah
0: right so is it gonna take a couple more lawsuits you know the California the state of California learning how to uh, navigate it probably so but it's a game changer those that are going out to bid in third and fourth quarter here, or fourth quarter, because third quarter is about done, um, going out to bid in October, November, and December, um, what type of uh, cost savings do you think they're going to see?
1: Myself, I don't, I don't think it's going to be any big savings. That's 12% that you were talking about before. I, I just don't see that with all the factors that you mentioned, all the cost drivers that are hitting the carriers. But again, all you need is a few... Knuckleheads out there to start, you know, trying to buy freight and going under the market. Man, if I was a shipper, I wouldn't be promising anybody six or three five percent savings. That's for sure. I wouldn't sign up for that.
0: No, I don't. I don't know how you can, but I think we have to understand that things are a little different now. Yeah, um, we're going to have to work closer together, more efficient, you know, and, and work through the areas that we know we can be successful in. Because inflation's the killer.
1: We've been talking about that for years about partnering and also strategic shipper, you know, we want to be a good partner, but you know, a lot of times that just when when the market is down, that goes away and people just, you know, run toward the carrier saying, Hey, it's, it's give back time. So I don't know. I don't know if shippers have a short memory, unfortunately, but you know, I could be proved wrong. Maybe, maybe things have changed.
0: Well, I think, you know, I think all sides can have a short memory. I almost want to say it's human nature and and greed, but um, everybody's perspective on what a partnership
1: isn't always the same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, Yeah, partnership, that's another four-letter word.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, Joe, as always, I love it when you bring it real. I yeah. appreciate the, the time and and sharing with us what you're seeing and hearing um, you're saying no to 6 and 12% yeah
1: I, I don't see that uh, I mean unless the economy really tanks then maybe you'll see some decreases like that I, I don't think it's going to tank like that
0: going to get tough
1: Yeah. Uh, hey
0: as always thank you
1: you too, take care John, thanks for the opportunity
0: oh no, thank you for being on Appreciate the wisdom, Joe.
1: Take care. All
0: right, man. Bye-bye.